0: Hey, ¿Qué pasa, Calixico? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, like always, before I begin, I want to thank my sponsors. I want to thank my anchor sponsors, Jake and Sergio. Thank you guys for sponsoring the podcast. I also want to thank David Gastelum. Um, if you're thinking of buying or selling a home in the Imperial or San Diego counties, make sure to contact David Gastelum at 760-235-9576. He's not only a realtor, but an investor with over 20 years of experience. He will not only sell you your property, but teach you along the way in one of the most important investments you will make. You can also find David Gassell on Facebook. Just search for his name or just give him a call, 760-235-9576. I also want to thank everybody out there in the front lines, you know, doctors, nurses, truck drivers, um, our kitchen workers, you know, our restaurant workers, you know, making sure that we have food, um, pharmacists, um, well, anybody out there, you know, cops, um, our border patrol, our our, uh, COs, or everybody that's still working that's, you know, call essential workers and you know there are, are many in the front lines um also want to thank um, our teachers and our, and our school staff that are still trying you know to uh teach our students and um you know keep them safe also want to remind everybody to, to shop local um, you know we're going through some hard times and you know our local businesses are you know some of the most affected ones um, and some of our neighbors and our friends so make sure to you know reach out to them make sure if they're you know still open Make sure to shop from them. Um, even, like, uh, food, you can get takeout or delivery, so make sure to contact them. Um, and today's guest is, you know, a really good friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other since, I don't know, junior high, probably. Um, she, she's a te- an English teacher at Calexico High School and also an avid teacher. She's also an amazing softball coach and a great, uh, an overall great Calexican. Um, my, my guest today is Ms. Jennifer Lopez, um, otherwise known as JLo. Jenny from the block. <laughs> What's up, Jenny? How you doing?
1: Hey, hi, Jose.
0: Um, how's it going?
1: It's going, managing, adjusting <laughs> to the new
0: normal. It's crazy. Huh? We're talking about, you know, I, that I just went for groceries and, you know, our routine now is getting home and cleaning stuff that we sh- normally just put away in, you know, our pantry or our fridge. So, yeah, well,
1: it's, it's- I, I, um, I usually go out every 10 to 12 days. I, I pretty much, we kind of stock up. But um, on Saturday, I went to Food for Less and I had no clue that they have this new um, um, protocol where you can't take in your grocery bags. Mm. You're not allowed to take anything from home into the store. So, I was asked to go take my bags back to the car. And I then I asked, well, how am I going to bag my stuff? And well, the worker said, well, you can keep it in your cart or buy new bags. But he said, don't buy new bags, just pack it all in your cart. Mm. And that was a process, too. It's like you stock up and I, here I am trying to stock up for a good 10 days so you can imagine how my cart looks like. And then you go and you put everything so they can scan and then you got to put everything in your cart and then you got a bag in your car mm-hmm. and then you come home and load to clean all this stuff. No, it's, it's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And I heard that, you know, they don't, they were not recommending you use, um, you know, the reusable bags, maybe oh, just yeah. wait a little bit because of, you know, if, if you bring something in into it, that's contaminated, you know, you, mm-hmm. you're going to bring it into your house or whatnot. So yeah, whenever I go to, to the online shopping at Walmart, you know, I always get new bags. So I have like, um, you know, I have this bunch of new bags and, you know, cause I have this little area in my house where I keep all the, um, contaminated stuff. They're in quarantine stuff. <laughs> I have a little quarantine corner at home. So like, yeah, I have a bunch of new bags there. Um, so like, yeah, I've been trying to reach to, you know, all of my f- teacher friends and kind of like, you know, see how they're doing, um, see how they're dealing with this whole distance learning, um, and, you know I want to ask you how you're doing with your in terms of reaching out to your your students how are they you know managing that
1: Um, well I teach seniors so it's very unique Um, when we have meetings or even I have friends that teach at multiple grade levels and it seems that the younger kids are more more receptive of going on to their online learning I think for for a good amount of seniors they're well, they are possibly in the in the grieving process. It's their senior year has come to a halt. Um, we left thinking we were going to go back April twentieth, just like Mr. Nunez said in his interview. Like the idea was to come back right after spring break, mm-hmm. and so I think the the senioritis, as they call it, kind of trickled over, and they weren't being too. Um, uh, engaged in the online learning process, uh, but for the most part, I can see that they either logged on or they would send me a message. I did put an announcement, and I said, "Hey guys, if if I see no activity, I gotta turn your names into the to the office." And then immediately, I would get messages like, "What's gonna happen?" I'm like, "We're gonna send the FBI over and hunt you down." But um, then I they, I just said, "Just tell me if you're live, if you're okay." Um, and I think it's just different for them. You know, they, they do have a lot of emotions. Um, I'm pretty sure at first it was like, yay, we have a longer vacation. But then when the verdict came down that we're not going back, um, it hit them hard. It, it really did. I did get messages that they were crying. Some of them were distraught. Some of them just said like my whole life I've been waiting to walk.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: So, um, the way I've been communicating with them is, is trying to, mm. to send out messages through Google Classroom, some general tweets, um, but that's pretty much it.
0: Do you feel that, that your students are active on Twitter, like at least on your...
1: No, because um, every year I usually, there's a point in time like when we do like this little challenge, like the kindness week. That's when I, get, I give out my, um, my Twitter account. Um, this year, some kids found me just by the sake of, I don't know, through a retweet or something, and they located me. But this year, a lot of them, um, I didn't give out my Twitter account. <laughs> we have a visitor. Um, and I'm considering, because it is like my teacher Twitter account, of just putting it on um, my Google Classroom. And saying like, hey, you know what? I will be doing some general announcements through here and see if they're receptive. But there's not a lot of you. You would be surprised. It's I think it's a fifty-fifty. There's some kids that are actively involved in Twitter, and then others that that aren't. It's not their thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because um, um uh, the people that I've like people from from our age aren't really active on Twitter. But mm-hmm. with Chris, my son, um, I remember he would. Tell me that a lot of a lot of his friends were more into Twitter, Twitter yeah, than you know Facebook or or um, any like any other um, social media. Yeah.
1: Sorry. <laughs> um. What are that's, What are some that, of the- that's what happens in all my Google meetings. <laughs>
0: by the way, <laughs> no, everybody knows your son now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um how are some of the ways you're like um managing like being away from your students because i know you're you know i would swing by every so often in your class and you know you're a really popular teacher with you know with seniors you know they would come in and spill the tea and and you know chat with you um how are they you managing you know being away from them and how are they have they reached out you know on a one-to-one basis with you
1: I have had um, a good group of students on a one-to-one basis that have reached out, um, a lot of them asking questions, and, um, and a lot there's a lot of hearsay like, before we close down the school, and then especially like if one district sends out a newsletter first or puts out some information, they kind of don't understand how it's going to trickle down. So I have had a lot of students reach out, like, hey, Ms. Lopez, what's really happening? Um, and I always refer them back to our district um, announcements, and then I have had some where they needed that emotional support, but it's been really difficult. I mean, it's it's your home away from home. I mean, we feed off um, human relationships, some of us, you know, and the way I manage, I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just scroll through my through my phone sometimes to look at pictures and it's like oh my god like here they are here and this is what we did um, um pretty much it um, I am pretty close to our avid cohort group of teachers and we do have this group uh, message and we're often just talking about classroom stuff trying to stay as normal as possible even if it's just through a group message you know because it has been very difficult. Um, I heard your interview with Mr. Nunez, and he did say, like, you. We were thinking when we left, we were coming back April twentieth, mm-hmm. and I, and I think naively enough, or I, it was just our optimism. A lot of us thought, yeah, we're we're gonna go back, and that didn't happen. So, um, it it has been difficult. It hasn't been easy. I think I too, like Mr. Nunez, at first, I was like, okay, like mentally you just have a longer spring break, right? Mm-hmm. So that first week or those first two extra weeks, I was just doing some spring cleaning in the house. I would have some extra time to do some things. Life slowed you down for a reason. But then when that verdict did come out that we're not going back, it it was hard. I, I had also a good two, three very difficult days um, that I just, I, I couldn't believe that that was probably gonna be our last day of school. I'm still very hopeful that, I don't know, even if we go all the way down to May and we can at least come back one week in June, you know, just to everyone kind of part ways, give give Your our to kids some closure because mm-hmm. Mr. Nunez did say, like, there's no closure. And I was just telling my husband earlier today, like, I can't believe we're almost going into summer, yet we didn't finalize a school year. That's really weird
0: yeah yeah and it's gonna be even weirder like coming back and um like like seeing everything like everything's gonna like like it's-, it's stuck in time right like we left and you know everything's gonna be the same we we, we left it and then but yeah you're gonna have new faces coming in and- yeah
1: that's true I never thought about it it's like stuck in time you're gonna go back mentally thinking that it's 2019 2020 but physically you're in the new
0: school year mm-hmm. 2021
1: yeah and then i also heard um that the while well, the new building is con- being constructed and we did get an email a list of us teachers who are going to be going to that new building seems like it's going to be um the english department and and that's also i mean oh, you're going
0: to be in the, in the new building
1: yeah and, and that's also a uh, well a change a change in the environment for all those teachers who are moving like you have all these memories in this one building or the classroom where you're known to be that room whatever you know you know where to be found and it's it's going to be a shift as well
0: yeah it's crazy I hadn't I, I thought about that but yeah like the thing is that in August that, that should be ready to go for everybody to, to you know to Ooh. yeah mm-hmm. so oh wow, that's crazy um what's some something that you miss the most from you know your classroom and being away from from your students
1: um they kind of keep you relevant whether it's <laughs> it's music whether i mean you just have different set of human beings with different likes with different interests i mean you like our classes even though i mean we're all mostly the same race, right? I mean, our demographics are pretty much the same. We're not like a lot of high schools where there's a lot of diversity. Mm -hmm. But within your classroom, there's a lot of diversity on just points of views, likes, dislikes, um, the way our students think. And um, it's just having to hear what they have to say. Every day is a new day. I mean, as much as your routine is a routine, but you get something different every day. And, um, uh, I miss that. I miss the routines. I, I heard one of your interviews and, um, you have this routine of how you just go about your day, even by where you park, it starts by then. Like there's yeah. these unwritten rules, um, on, on campus. where like, okay, you can't park there. Cause even though that teacher isn't here yet, you know, that's their spot. Right. So, yeah. um, so there's these unwritten rules that are at our school and just finding your new, I found a new parking space in the new parking lot, right? And then it's just where I walk, the proctor who's there to greet you in the morning, the aides that are there waiting for students. Like if I just close my eyes and go about my morning, like there's my routine. And then I have the same three students that are there early waiting at the door. One holds my coffee, one holds my bag, and I open the door. Um, And then you have the students who come in early and then the students who are getting there right when the bell rings. And I do have a student that he has a ritual where he taps the top of our door before going in, you know, so there's just little things like that, that That you miss that are no no longer part of your your daily routine. It's like my daily routine has has shifted, beginning with the time I wake
0: up. Yeah, exactly. Like the time you wake up and you go to bed. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things that that I've missed. You know, just it's it's crazy that it's gone to the point where like I miss waking up early and you know starting my day early and. Being tired at a certain time that way I can go to sleep, you know, early. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, i starting to get to me. So, but yeah, it's crazy that you know, little things like that that we, at times, kind of hate. are like, oh, it's Monday, I have to wake up early. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, man, I wish you know, was at work today. Cause yeah. Because something we were talking about, um, and something that I want to ask you is like, you have, you have uh, three kids. Uh, one of them is in high school. The other one's junior high than the ones in kinder um now that you're at home you know you're expected to help with homework with your kids homework with your students homework and also be a you know mom and wife and clean and cook you know everything's everything at the same time now so it's kind of crazy huh?
1: it is um you would think the whole oh you're working at home is is easy and then and, and there's an advantage. Um, and there there really isn't, especially if you wake up late. You know, if you wake up late, it, I mean, the, the day goes by so fast. They're eating breakfast and you, you really have to try to stay as much in a routine as possible if you're going to be productive. And for a good set of time, I mean, we're, we're good. The girls have a wake up time and by, one, by, by a certain time they're eating and they have to have their work finished by 2, the latest 3 o'clock um and then they can go about their day but if you wake up late that that organization that plan is just out the door and you kind of feel it like it's like oh my god like we're running late but it is an adjustment cuz i have three kids at three different grade levels like you said one at high school one at junior high and one at kinder for the most part my oldest girls they're pretty self sufficient they're independent They've been doing Google Classroom online platforms um, for the most part for a good chunk of time um, as students, so they know how to get on. They they know how to be productive. My adjustment was or is my kindergarten student child um, because it's all of a sudden you're you're the kinder teacher, and I came to realize really quick like there is a reason why I teach secondary. <laughs> <laughs> There's the uh, the patience, and not only that. I mean, don't get me wrong. The amount of work that he gets, it is a lot for him. Um, but it's easy for a parent to support a kindergartner. But what the adjustment has been is, he's not in the mindset that home is school. Mm-hmm. He's in that mindset that home is fun. Like, yeah. why do I have to sit here for long periods of of time? Like, why do we have to do this stuff? And then they give us, like, the even PE routines or the songs where he has to dance and he's dancing in the in the living room. And, I mean, for the most part, he has fun. But the first couple of days, it it was really hard for him. It was like, why do I have to do this here? Why am I sitting here? And it's yeah. my hands tired. And then I remember one day they told us he had to practice his numbers one through 100. And he's like, it's going to take... A long time. I don't want to get to a hundred. <laughs> so that's what I deal with.
0: Yeah, and, and and that's one of the things I guess you you learn when you go to kinder. You know that from this time to this time. You know when you're in this building or in this setting. You know it's schoolwork and you know it's even though they might not do hard things all day, but you know then they know that you know there's certain times for work, certain times to play, certain times to but when it's at home, you know, like you say, it's, you know, they've 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 had fun or they've done they haven't done homework and at home never and now you're asking them to to start doing, you know, homework. They they still can't grasp the the reason why they're they're doing, you know, classwork at home.
1: Yeah, and the adjustment has also been that at times I did even neglect the amount of time I had to sit with them because I had to figure out what I was going to do for my students. And I had to make sure that I was planning or not only that, but, um, logging onto our emails. We have had meetings. So my time with instruction for him has also been interrupted with things that I have to do, um, or my obligations as, as a teacher. And I found myself, um, a couple of days ago, scrolling down my pictures because I remember during open house that I took pictures of the walls in his kinder classroom. And I was trying to find that schedule that the teacher had from like nine to 10, they did this. And from 11 to 12, they did this. And I'm going to try to see how after spring break, I can get as close to his schedule as possible but it's still not going to be reasonable because I have to have a schedule for my students and my availability. So finding that balance is is going to be that tricky part because we were asked to have office hours for our kids. We were asked to um, have a time slot for students um, per period where they can contact their teachers or where you can host a meeting with them as well. So it's gonna be
0: interesting to figure that out yeah so i have all of your students um pretty much contacted you like have all the uh- hey guys sorry for the interruption but it's time to pay some bills so here's a word from one of our sponsors all right so now back to our regularly scheduled podcast all of them logged into Google classroom
1: um they have logged in they haven't done much but i think for the most part they i mean i know that that they're there i did have to, i did have a day where i have to reach out to a lot of students via phone. Um, and it's funny to find out that a lot of the numbers don't work <laughs> that are on Synergy or how you call a phone number thinking it's the parent and it's actually the student <laughs> because they put their number there just in case school needs to contact them. I mean, that those are seniors, right? And then um, I did speak to parents, and I thought it was very interesting that they were just very excited to hear a voice of a school official. You know, I spoke to a grandma, a mom, or two moms, and and you can see that they had some kind of, um, I don't know, some solace in the voice of a of a teacher. Like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm talking to somebody from school. And I had a they asked me some questions, some that I could answer and some that I couldn't. Um, and a lot of them some of the parents were what's going to happen with graduation and i still don't know and you know those those senior parents are also grieving it's they had an expectation and and a lot of our students are first generation high school graduates at least from from here and i'm pretty sure that those are accomplishments every parent would want to see so i did contact a few students um I'm not going to lie, that first student that answered the call, my voice kind of cracked when I had to say, hey, this is Ms. Lopez. Just hearing their voice was, yeah. was I don't know, it was really weird. And, and we kind of talked about different things. And um, so hearing their voices, some of them was, was good, um, but I'm hoping that after spring break, they're a lot more open and engaged. Um, The grading policy has gone out. um, So I think we are going to have a lot of students that are going to make those decisions of whether they want to do something or not, you know, because there are some legalities in that MOU that was written and, and seems like Students are going to have a choice within their six periods of where they really want to work and where they really want to improve their grade, and and if they're kind of set with what they have, they might just chill for some classes, you know. And
0: yeah, so the the, the students got this also this um letter saying you know what the policy is, or is it just send it out? to I'm teachers? not
1: sure if they were, it was sent out at home, but it is in our district website. It is at our school website. Um, we were, I mean, obviously the meeting was held last Thursday for us teachers to come to an understanding of what that letter was, um, or is, and how we're going to move forward. And it's, it's harmless grading as they call it. And, um, but I just, I mean, I hope that, excuse me, even though we're not physically in school, I hope a lot of our students can just have that mindset that, you know what, I still have an obligation regardless. Yeah. I still have to be responsible regardless. Um, I still have to try my best regardless because, I mean, we're all in a different circumstance, you know? I mean, we. I can't just hide behind my door and say like, hey, yeah, school year's over. I have obligations too here at home, at work, as a wife, as, as a mother, as a teacher, and I hope students – um, are encouraged to, to have that same mindset. Like, you know what, I'm home. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I want to do. But I should do it because that's what I'm responsible for doing. And Mr. Um, Nunez in his interview also said it well that, I mean, it's for a lot of us, for a lot of our students who are going to move on to that college setting, this is a reality. You don't have a schedule. I mean, once you graduate from high school, I mean, literally, the day after graduation, your life changes. You don't have to wake up at a certain hour. You don't have to be at a certain hour on certain days. It's like you have this flexibility. And a lot of students either succeed or fail with that flexibility because they know how to manage their time and be successful. And then a lot of students just, just don't. And then your schedule changes when you're at school. You got to go to school at different hours, on different days, some of our students do online classes, so this is a little bit of a real world kind of post graduation setting, yeah, which they should take advantage of because I mean it's going to be an adjustment for them too when they go out there starting in August,
0: yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we mentioned that with um, Jesus and also with Miss um, Rodriguez that you know it's it's giving them a sense of responsibility to you know they're deciding whether they really want to take this serious and you know learn and be ready for the next step or you know just not you know not you know be prepared for you know what's coming because like you said especially those seniors you know they're you know I remember you know graduating from high school and like yeah like you make up your own schedule when you go to IBC but There's nobody there to tell you like, oh, you know, why didn't you show up today? You know, they'll just drop you. So it's a good way to kind of like measure the, you know, how to manage your time, how to um, do work without people, you know, being behind you like, hey, you know, do this, do that. You're behind here and whatnot, because that's that's a reality. You know, once you go to college or university, you know, teachers don't care. They have a lot more students that, you know, they need to to work with and it's not the responsibility to you know be on top of you 100% of the time
1: yeah I mean there's nobody out there that's going to hold you accountable for anything even Mm -hmm. if you decide not to go to school and to the workforce I mean you get there late a couple of times you're just your boss is just gonna let you go you know
0: Mm -hmm. yep um something that uh it's kind of unique to you and you know also to your daughter is that you know softball season was just beginning, you know. How are you guys dealing with that?
1: Well, um, when we first got the announcement, I think even all of us coaches throughout the valley. Because I remember it was, I think it was March 16th that Monday, where Coach Ricky and um, came to my classroom, the baseball coach, and we kind of were just speaking about, well, what what's going to happen, right? Um, because they did set out a rule whether you can have contacts with contact with students or not whether you can hold practice and it seemed and it seemed that at that point um the last week that we were at school every school district throughout the county was doing something different and Colexico kind of adopted the no contact no practice no no anything with your with your team and at other sites they were still Traveling. One school was still traveling to games and our kids were like, hey, well, what the heck? Like why 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 are things going about one way at our site? And some kids can finish the week. Um, but then it I mean, everything rolled over. I think we kind of set a trend early our school district where like no contact, I'm not being in the facilities. But when we left, um we said, okay kids follow precaution this seems that this is going to be the rules by april 20th and when we still left i was in contact with our athletic director and we were kind of optimistic that they were going to find a way to to revamp the schedule um i even talked to the tennis coach javier and he said i'm wondering if they're going to do like this round robin tournament I think everyone was optimistic that we were going to salvage part of the spring season. And well, that's not the case. And it was very hard, um, on a lot of our, our athletes, especially the senior athletes, you're not going to come back to play for the school. Not only that, but for some senior athletes, that's, that was your last, your last game was literally your last game. Some of them are not going to play the sport again. Um, for their teammates, it was hard. You, you, um, you you're you at a loss because you're imagining that this season is going to go, you might go this far based on the people that are there, based on the vibe of the team. Um, and it just got dismantled. And we were gonna and it was funny because we were going to go to a spring tournament right before spring break. So our departure would have been April eighth on Wednesday, and I guess the girls were joking around, kind of like, "Have you packed your bags?" Because we would be leaving. Um, some of the parents also reached out, like, "Hey, we would have been there." My coach, my assistant coach, we talked about, like, "Man, we would have we would have been at this tournament." So, I mean, it's it's been a loss as as well, and we know. I mean, you played sports at school. I played sports at school. For some kids, that's that's everything. Just their involvement in school is very important and that kind of kind of keeps them going. I think the team had a lot to look forward this year. They had worked really hard, a lot of the girls during the off season and, and we were gonna come we were gonna compete. So every year you're at a drawing board, right? In the off season, like, hey, this is what it's gonna look like. But this off season is gonna be completely different because you, you're gonna lose players but not only that but the players that stayed behind had no growth they they're a season without experience yeah. and so they're at a loss it's another year of, of not playing so I mean it's going back and, and figuring mm-hmm. things out and see how you can make the team better um, when we come back
0: and your daughter's a sophomore?
1: yeah she is yeah.
0: how's she taking the
1: well, the first, um, I want to say the first two days was, was like, Oh, yeah, we're out, right? We're out of school, we got an earlier break. And then it, it did hit her, I think she was even uh, like, angry, she was upset that like, her attitude changed in the house in the sense where she was just more quiet. And then just one day, she came out really, really upset. And it's like, our season is over, Mom. Like, it's it's just over. Like, we don't have anything. I wanted to play with these seniors. We had this plan. Yes. Our team camaraderie felt like this, and and it's it's no longer there. Um, so she was very frustrated, and I mean, we told her to transfer that frustration to to something else. And I mean, she's she's working out here at home. Um, my seventh grader was going to try out for the basketball team. And it was going to be her first time trying out for basketball. I mean, she's gone to our recreational clinics here and there, but it's like, mom, like I didn't get to try out for seventh grade basketball. And now in eighth grade, I'm going to expect to play a certain way, but I didn't even play in seventh grade. So um, that I'm dealing with. And my five-year-old was going to play on a t-ball team he didn't understand why t-ball was over he's like why is it over and 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 tell my coach when are we gonna play and uh-huh. where's our uniform and stuff like that so oh, that's crazy uh, yeah
0: that's crazy crazy um so if, if there are any of your students or students in general listening or watching um is there something that you would like to tell them um
1: I often usually tell my students that in life, there's there's no regrets, right? Um, everything that we experience is, is an experience, good or bad. Um, and there's always a lesson to be learned in whatever it is that we go through. Sometimes that lesson is really clear immediately. Um, and sometimes it, it takes a while to figure out why things had to happen the way they did. And as much as, like, the seniors can be hearing this and they could say, like, hey, you know what? It's easy for her to say because it's not her graduation. It's not her prom. It's not her grad night because I have had these conversations where they said the cool stuff is in spring, and that's true. I mean, you have football season. You have homecoming. This year we had the CIF championship of basketball and the girls' IVL basketball that was often celebrated in the winter, but the the – the cherry on top for the seniors is, is spring, right? Mm-hmm. Even senior ditch day, as they, they say that they, they plan, you know. Um, and I know it's, it's not me living that experience, and I know that it's, it's hard for them, but there's a reason for everything. And we have to take experiences and learn from it. I think the worst part in life is experience something and never growing from it. Um, I think everything that, that happens to us, we have to grow one way or another. It has to make us better. And if it didn't make us better, then we kind of failed to learn from that from that lesson. And I mean, there's lessons within homes, there's individual lessons, there's global lessons that this pandemic is is teaching everyone. Um, and I just want to tell them to, to be strong. Um, they can be frustrated, but nothing good is going to come out of being frustrated. Now, I'm not going to say like they should be happy. They're, they're allowed to feel whatever they want to feel. They're allowed to be sad. They're allowed to be angry. They're allowed to be upset. Um, I did have messages like, why us, Ms. Lopez, like, why did this happen to us? And clearly I have no answer, but the growth from this, there has to be something positive that comes out of them by experience this, you know, Um, whether they're going to look back at this a couple of years from now. And I mean, just adults, like we were speaking, um, um, a couple of teachers, how we see a lot of students, the trend is the idolization of, of social media whether it's YouTubers, whether it's artists, whatever it is, you know, there's, there's this, I mean, I've, I used to teach in an era where people say like, Oh, I want to be a doctor, a lawyer. I want to be a cop. And then it shifted. Like, I want to be a blogger, a YouTuber, and then I want to do this. And so the shift on, on the idolization of what kids really like has has shifted. And I think this has grounded us a little bit, too, as a society. And, and, and the teaching of what matters is what's within your four walls. And that's your family, your house, your home, whatever you make of it, you know, um, it has slowed us down as much as we hate it. But we have to find the value in how life's being slower sometimes is a lot more valuable. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, staring at a blank canvas, right? And how, how, what am I going to draw for my life after this pandemic? I kind of think, like, what, what path am I going to take? What change am I going to make? And I think that's for, for all of us, um, not just
0: students. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, having a, you know, a new, starting a new chapter, you know, it's blank, blank slate from here on. on. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what a better way to finish. Um, it's a beautiful message. Um, thank you for taking this time and um, really appreciate it. Like I've been telling people, you know, I've kind of I've been doing this for people to see, you know, what teachers are doing, you know, for the students to see their, you know, your teachers. But at the same time, it's a good way for me to reach out and, and see how my friends are doing. Uh, and I'm glad you guys are doing fine. Um, say hi to Juan. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Thank you again for taking this time off and, you know, chatting with me. I know it's spring break. You should be Um, at the beach or something but (laughs) but um thank you for taking the time off um i really appreciate it um and um yeah thank you guys
1: for definitely and um i just want to tell everyone to stay strong stay safe um i don't want to finish this podcast with giving my condolences to all of our students um we did suffer a loss um we did have our strength training coach and our substitute teacher zach who passed away when um um right early during this pandemic, um, students were hurting as well so I wanna my condolences to students and family who are are hearing and thank you to all the frontline workers as you said and also thank you to our administration at the district level, even our union president, um, Mr Taylor they were they've all been working really well together and trying to make the best out of this situation because nobody's lived it you know and I think that, from the cafeteria workers, everyone, uh, the tech department giving our kids tech devices. I think everyone has has stepped up and, and, and unified as we called it and for all for the betterment of our community. So I wanted to give a little shout out to everyone as well.
0: All right, thank you, thank you. Thank um,
1: you for doing this.
0: No, you're welcome. Um, all right guys, thank you so much for listening um, or watching. Um, make sure you wash your hands and stay home, stay safe and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.